This podcast is brought to you by Blackbee Ministries International. To find out more, visit blackbee.org. Welcome to the Richard Blackaby Leadership Podcast, helping take your leadership to the next level. Richard, good to see you. Well, always good to be with you, Sam. Hopefully you're getting things uh, sorted out with your all your construction woes. <laughs> yeah. uh, we've uh, mentioned that uh, in the past, but uh, hopefully yeah. things will come to some sort of uh, conclusion and uh, a result that is uh, pleasing to you, hopefully. Well, I, I tell you, just, I've, I'm realizing I've kind of dealt with a con man that has uh, taken a bunch of my money and done really shoddy, bad work. And yeah. uh, so trying to get on several different levels now, to, uh, I've, I've got to get builders. We're just looking this morning at all the stuff that wasn't done right, that won't pass code, that has to be redone. And uh, and trying to figure out if I never get any of my money back that I gave this uh, person. And so, yeah, you know, it's funny. In life, uh, oftentimes so many parts of your life can be going along great and, you know, never better. But then for some reason it seems like the Lord oftentimes will just leave something in your life that's, mm-hmm. that keeps you in prayer and keeps you humble and that's, that's for makes sure. you realize, okay, I don't have it all together and mm. I need to be more wiser still in life in some ways. So we'll drive, drive you back to the Lord. So yep. I think and you so know, we, we probably all have that. I know a lot of times with leaders that it, oftentimes it's in their family, you know, their work is going great, but, uh, then there's a child that's struggling or something. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I, you know, I, I don't think God causes that, but I think that those areas in our life, uh, I think they keep us human. They keep remind us that we're not perfect, that we need God. Yeah. And um, so I've got, I certainly have mine in yeah. my life right now too. <laughs> well, and rarely people um, at the, on the other end of those trials and tribulations, uh, we see that, no, in fact, it was worth it. Uh, although in the, mil- in the midst of it, it's, it certainly would be nice to not have it. Yeah. Well, um, and I think but, it just, it always inspires me to, to learn to grow like it, yeah okay this is a bad experience but if i can at least be wiser coming out of this yeah. then i then i see something good from it mm-hmm. and so i you know i that, and that might be a great podcast sometime just talk about how do you bring try to seize what good you can even out of difficult yeah experiences. no i'm let's let's pencil that in and well i'm sure we'll unpack that later on yeah uh, but speaking of uh, wisdom and growing uh, one uh, way that we can uh, certainly all do that is how we relate to people. And, uh, you know, we call this people skills or um, just being likable uh, as leaders. Uh, the bulk of our work is actually with people. And I know uh, we've talked too about the transition from sort of uh, management or from being a good worker to then becoming a good leader and how oftentimes that the biggest struggle there is going from being good at your task and your job to now you've got to navigate people. You're you're doing less of the actual work and more of the the leading, the the uh, coordinating of individuals, which just brings a whole host of problems. Some people are better at it than others, and mm-hmm. and typically those in in higher ranks in leadership tend to be very good at uh, working with people and and being around people. And so I think every once in a while we just need to circle back on this and uh, and say uh, how are our people skills developing you know what areas can they continue to grow in yeah and i've said this before i i i've i've taught leadership all around the world and i believe there are a lot of leadership lessons and skills that can be taught that can be learned uh you can grow for sure as a leader 
But the one caveat I often put on that is if you have people skills, if you know how to relate to people in a healthy way, uh, I can teach you how to lead. Yeah. But if you really struggle to, to relate healthily to people, I don't know that you'll ever be a very effective leader. Yeah. And as you know, I, I get to relate to a lot of very successful leaders, uh, many in business, uh, CEOs of very large companies, and as well as uh, many pastors and, and other kinds of leaders. And one thing I've, and they're, they're very diverse in so many different ways, but one thing I think you can pretty well uh, s- summarize from just being around a lot of these kind of guys and, and women is that, um, that they, they tend to be good with people. Yeah. That leadership is a people business. You have to relate to other people to lead. And and people that are good at leading uh, tend to be good at, at relating to people. And you can have all kinds of personality types. And some may be extroverts, some may be introverts, but... Uh, but there are just some skills in, in relating to people that I think open all kinds of doors and cause people to trust you and to like you and to be favorably disposed toward you. And mm-hmm. then there's other things that some bad habits that people have that cause people to, to close doors on, on certain people and to not trust them or not have confidence. And so, and the thing I found is that if you struggle with people skills, especially, you you see the results of that, but you often don't notice what it is you're doing. The and, cause, yeah. And we, we all can develop bad habits that kind of creep in and start harming us, and we don't even realize it uh, unless we have people around us that will point it out to us. Um, and so I wanted just to do that again today. Just We've done this before, just talking about people skills. It's, it's something I think just periodically we just need to stop and take a quick inventory and see, is there anything I could do to improve how I relate to people? Are there bad habits that have crept in? Um, because I, I want to be the most effective leader I can possibly be. And yeah. so let me just, I'm going to run through a list of just, again, this is just a lot of kind of, as I'm around people a lot, there's times where I'll watch someone that uh, I just think, wow, this person's really good. This person just, they start speaking, they enter a room, they, they start, uh, they meet someone and right away there's all kinds of just very favorable vibes coming out. And, and what is it that they do? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I've watched people to say, why is it that when they enter the room, people are just drawn to them? People are smiling around them. People are ready to charge, you know, the, 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 the castle when, when this person is around. Mm-hmm. And so... A couple of things I would say. One is just invest energy. Uh, have you ever dealt? If you ever dealt with customer service, you've seen the opposite of this sometimes, where you're trying to need help of energy, and they it's like they're barely investing enough energy to keep their eyes open. You know, they're just very monotone, very sluggish, no rapid movements, uh, no just no energy. Hmm. And uh, and you know, I know, and th- th- some of this maybe is just my personality type, but um, I've known some guys, uh, some pastors, especially that were really nice people, very laid back kind of guys, but they were so laid back that everything about their leadership was laid back. It was, there yeah. was nothing was moving forward, growing. There, there was no excitement. Um, and if, if you want people to be excited about you and who you are and where you're, what you're leading, you, you've got to demonstrate energy and and it takes 
I'll just tell you, that's you know one of the ways you know an extrovert from an introvert, it's been said. Uh, extroverts gain energy from being around people. Introverts lose energy. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that neither one, you know, it doesn't mean that one likes people more than the other. But, and I would probably say I'm kind of a bit like that as far as I can, I can walk into a crowd and talk to people and, and hold conversations and, and do all that. But, but at the end of the meeting, when I go back to my hotel room, I'm toast, I'm tired. It yeah. took out of me. And, um, and I find that for me, uh, to, to really make a good impression for me to, uh, be effective, I, I have to spend energy. Yeah. And that means you're, you, you don't just kind of sit back and just talk really lethargically. And I, you know, I, it's funny to me cause I'll be around people that, uh, at, at every level of, of work where they just don't put a lot of energy into what they're doing. They don't put energy into their conversations. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so they just don't get much result back from those encounters with people and no, no one feels energized by having been around them. And so I'll go take a nap now. Yeah. It's like after being around that person, I'm ready to have a nap all afternoon. Yeah. uh, Yeah. You don't want people just to chill out necessarily. I mean, just like wind down around you. You, if you're going to lead, you've got to have some energy and that means, uh, cause it takes way more energy to be enthusiastic, to be energetic, uh, to be engaged, to, to have your mind going and listening to what's being said. Well, I I think that a lot of times it's, uh, it's for, for introverts, it's maybe a matter of default mode is maybe less energy. And so you have to really be conscious to say, okay, if I'm going to go into this meeting or if I'm going to meet with these people, I I need to consciously consider the the energy output and how I'm coming across. Yeah. Whereas I think for for introverts, the default may be you know less energy, quieter, um, and so for some, it, it it just really takes that conscious effort to to think about that output. Yeah, and I I, I think it doesn't hurt to just see a, a video sometime of yourself. If you're, I've known pastors that were making announcements in church, and it was just like boring, and it just like. <laughs> put some energy into that like yeah. or preaching or making you know whatever it is public speaking if you're going to be a public speaker it takes a lot of energy and yeah. and I've known even there are times where I have certain stories I'll tell that maybe are, could be funny or uh, entertaining or or emotionally gripping and there's times where I'll think to myself do I have the energy required to, to, to use this story yeah. some stories just take a lot of energy <laughs> and movement and enthusiasm and uh and there's times it's like i don't know if i have that much to spend on this one because uh to really be engaged <clears throat> requires energy and so so that's the first one a second one which i will just mention because it's it's so obvious but but make eye contact with people look them in the in the face uh and don't look around people look at them mm-hmm. let them know you're you, you're focusing on them you're listening to what they're saying um, and again, it seems like, and I'm, especially I'm watching younger generations where that are used to screen time, uh, communicating with people by text or Facebook or some, you know, messenger or some, some other, uh, social media. Uh, and there were, it seems we're less and less uh, accustomed to looking at people face to face. And I think that's going to become a, a, a lost art in time yeah. because we do so much on screen anymore. But I noticed I was on a Zoom call even this morning, and a lot of times people turn off their video even, so they're listening, they're watching you, but you can't see them. 
And sometimes, uh, who knows what is going on with <laughs> at that time, but I think it's I, a I was on a, one of those recently, and uh, I had a screaming uh, three-week-old, so yeah, sometimes it's, there's a reason it's better to that. have it off. But uh, no, it's, it's hard to, you know, if half the attendance has their screens off, it's kind of yeah, tough. Yeah, I'm trying to give talking. a moving talk, but... Uh, so eye contact is still a powerful way. If you want to yeah. influence people, look look people in the eye. A third thing is just smile. And I we've we've said this before, but I can't say it enough. Um, a lot of people they they lead a meeting, they make an announcement, they give a public a talk, but they're they're not smiling. And uh, smiles, it's just amazing the power. I, I've there have been times where I've just felt like. Or, or I watch someone do this, where they they walk up to the to the microphone and the first thing they do is just have a big smile at everybody, and they just take them. They haven't even said a word yet, but the moment that they smile, um, you you just feel at ease. Uh, you, you walls come down. Mm, you you, yeah. you feel favorably disposed, and you haven't even heard what they are saying yet. But but you already like uh, them. Yeah, and uh, and laugh. Be be someone that. I mean, I've I've worked with people, I've and I've never heard them laugh. And mm. you think uh, your laugh ought to be commonplace. If you're a leader, uh, people ought to know what your laugh sounds like, and yeah. they ought to see your smile. And because when you laugh, when you smile, you put people at ease. You you actually when people hear laughter uh, in the office, it it immediately will uh, for a lot of people will. Uh, create goodwill, good feelings. Uh, this is a good place to be right now. There's people are laughing. And uh, so uh, be be the kind of person that's fun to be around. I People, if you're going to put a lot of time in working someplace, you want to enjoy the people you're with. And there's some, I, I watch people, they're really uh, effective with people and they just, it's like they're having a good time while while they're with people. They mm -hmm. They obviously enjoy their people. They enjoy being with them. So, uh, and again, it's, I think that's, you can't force that. You can't just sort of say, oh, it's probably time for me to laugh here. It's been a while. It's, uh, <laughs> no, just be, be the kind of person that, you know, if we all just have a laugh track, you just yeah. push a button now and then. Uh, but are you that kind of person? And, uh, you know, I want to, cause I, cause I hear people all the time and all people come up to me that are just dead pandas can be and say, I just have a lot of difficulty getting no one wants to volunteer i can't get uh, i can't get good staff to work with me and but then you look at the person and say well you it certainly doesn't look attractive to work with you uh, mm -hmm. it, you don't seem like the kind of person you'd want to spend time with if you weren't paid to mm -hmm. um, work at just being the kind of person everybody wants to be around fourth one is uh watch watch your words watch what's coming out of your mouth uh, and for a lot of folks, I would say, don't talk too much. Um, don't say more than you need to. Uh, the, the more words you have, the, the more likely you're going to say something you regret or that hurt someone or that sound that uh, when you, you kind of water down your words with too many of them, then obviously everything you're saying is not profound, engaging. It's now it's just becoming verbiage. And, um, and we all get into bad habits. We say things that it just, I don't know why it is, but um, w certain kind of sayings, oftentimes we say it because we're nervous or because we're filling in uh, space, but watch out for those kinds of uh, little phrases that you can say. Um, I um, there's, there's several that are going around right now that 
and I don't know why the I'm going to, I know I'm Sam. I'm just going to sound like a grumpy old man here, but can I just tell you a couple of peeves lay, I have lay right it now? On me. Okay, like uh, I don't know why this chest. is. Now, this for our listeners, maybe this gets you too, or maybe you're you someone who says this. But here's three. One is I just I don't like the phrase "long story short." <laughs> I don't like that because this is why because. Guess what's happened? By the time the person says that, guess what? It's a long story. It's already been long. Yeah. So it's like every, I always want to say. No, what, it wasn't you know, a long it's story. It's like at this point, it's just, it's not short now. You no. can't, you cannot cut back what you said. And so the, people go on and on and on. And then it's like, well, long story short. It's like, well, no, it's not. Long story finally <laughs> that ship coming to dock, you know, <laughs> but it's, it's not short now. It's too late to call it short. But yeah. But we say that almost invariably, every time I hear someone say long story short, I immediately think, no, oh, it's too late for the short no, part. You know, no. it's long. It's just getting longer. The more yeah, you... you missed your opportunity to shorten yeah, but, that story. But it's almost as if that's a way of saying, OK, I know I've kind of been rambling on here, but now I'm going to try to, you know, bring this. Uh, Trying to land the thing, plane. Land the yeah. plane here. And so. No, uh, you know what they mean. Uh when they say that, but it's yeah. but the, the it's, actual words are, are don't make sense, right? Yeah. And okay, so that's one. I got, okay, well, I, I I can agree. Yeah, uh, and, and I and I've got another one. And the, the other one is just it's two ways of saying the same thing. But but this is uh, uh, this is it's said a lot right now, and I just don't I don't care for it. And it's where a person will be talking, maybe giving a, a you know presentation of some kind. And then they'll they'll just repeatedly say, "Does this make sense? Does that make sense?" And or sometimes they'll say, "Do you know what I mean?" But but the more common one now is, "Does that make sense?" And now I I sort of get what they're trying to say. It's like, okay, I've just explained this to you. Does this make sense? But Sam, if if every time I tell you anything, I say like, "Sam, does this make sense?" Do you? What's your impression of that? Like, wh- well, you, the the. the- you're likely to think, does this person think I'm stupid? Right, yeah. right. That's what I think. Yeah. It's like, okay, you haven't used any like really big words. You haven't yeah. used really deep concepts. You've just been telling me the, some basic stuff that anyone who understands English would understand. <laughs> but you keep feeling like you need to ask me if it makes sense. Yeah. Like, do you think yeah. I have trouble understanding English? Or, <laughs> Yeah, it's like, it's a bad habit. It's yeah, a bad yeah. habit. It, it's, 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 it's not it's filler words, now, I it, think. Now you can say, yeah, and that's what happens when a person says that five or six times in a five-minute talk. You realize that's it's just become a bad habit yeah. for them, and they need to rather stop than saying, saying um that. or uh, they say Does yeah, that, make that makes sense? sense, and it's and yeah, but it's just not it doesn't convey what I think people think it should. Now, if you get to the end of your presentation and you say, "Does anyone have any questions?" Um, you know, th- that's well, where that, you find okay. out if it did or yeah, did not make it, sense. And now yeah. if they say, "Well, I didn't, I didn't understand what," but when you, but but saying, "Do you have any questions?" implies, well, maybe you understood perfectly what I'm saying, but that leads you to wonder this or that, you know, but. To say, does that make sense, means that, uh, oh, I hope I wasn't talking over your head, you know. Yeah. I hope I didn't use words that were too big for you. Yeah. And so they're just, I just, it seems to be common. I've seen a number of folks who do that and uh, don't do that because it's just not a, it's just a, it's it's a question that does not accomplish nearly as much good as you think it does. Yeah. Uh, just say, I hope I've been clear or, you know, I kind of, I know what people think. They're trying to say, I hope I've explained myself well. Well, well, say that because yeah. th- then the onus is on you. It's like maybe I I hope I I hope I've been clear. I hope I you know explained myself. But but when you say does it make sense, then that tends to put onus more on the mm, listener. Yeah, like yeah. maybe you didn't understand. I was using 
two syllable words or less, but maybe it didn't make For sense. Reason, yeah, yeah. I'd say you're not that brilliant. You well, know. you know, Richard. To uh, make a long story short, <laughs> Sam, you're, you're starting to get on my noise. <laughs> let's uh, let's take a pause here. We'll have a quick break, and we'll wrap up when we come back. Come here from Richard Blackaby live March 28th through the 30th at the Billy Graham Training Center at the Cove in an event titled The Senior Celebration, Living Victoriously in a Troubling, Confusing, and Dangerous World. Peace and tranquility can be shattered in an instant by our hostile culture or the trials we face. How do we live with joy and confidence in the Lord, no matter the circumstances? Come study Mark 4 and learn to rest in Christ's power to deliver us from the brokenness of our world. Richard would love to meet you at this event, and we hope to see you there. You can find out more at thecove.org, and we'll leave links in the show notes. Well, Richard, I think you should feel, uh, you know, a few pounds lighter uh, oh, after the first Thanks. I feel part of this. Sad. You know, you've just, there's, you kind of unloaded some of those pet peeves, some yeah, of those I annoyances. That. I'll, just, I'll, I'll move on to the other stuff. Just bug you, bit. you know. But no, no, I'm glad. That's just uh, what we're here for. Yeah, just we, get it off your chest. If you just kind of help me out there, I'll... We'll yeah. have a little therapy here. <laughs> um, but uh, th- there are some other areas that, uh, despite, you know, you might want to camp out here on the, the pet peeves and all that. Yeah, but, we'll move on here. Yeah, and, we, uh, can, we can... There's a couple more. Keep rolling on. So just, again, we're... We're looking at ways that we can sort of uh, beef up our people skills, things that we can look at in our leadership, in our life that that will help us be better at communicating with people, be better at interacting and ultimately leading people. Yeah. And so let me fire a couple at you here, a little bit more rapid fire. Uh, a, a fifth one, I would say, is um, pay attention to what people are saying. And of course, this is... I think you 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 know what I mean. These days, it's like uh, we're so busy, ready with what we have to say that we really have not listened carefully mm. to what others have said. Yeah. And I and I, I I'm not again. I'm not trying to say I'm I'm always good at this, but I've been in a number of conversations where maybe there's three of us and someone's talking, and then the the the, the third person. Um, starts to talk and I can tell right away they, they, they didn't hear what was being said because yeah. what they're saying indicates they didn't hear they're you know and and, and sometimes just, I've even cut in to say well that's what they're saying or that's that's yeah. just what they said you know but yeah. you're um, pay attention and but but I'll tell you what it, it, it again and this is awful but it, it's almost a lost art of now we're so busy okay my turn's coming up here yeah. soon so what am I going to say instead of really listening so you understand exactly what, where they're coming from. And then that may lead, when you're listening carefully, that may lead you to say something that's much deeper, more relevant, mm. more profound. And it indicates, okay, I've heard you and I, and I get that. Or maybe you ask a follow-up question that shows, okay, yeah, well, in that case, what, what about this? Or, um, yeah. but, uh, well, that, you know, that reminds me of uh, our coaching workshop and yeah. the multi-level listening. Yeah. Shout out to Bob That's Royal. That's a great and segue there, Sam. <laughs> a little shameless plug here. Find out more of the next workshop, May 2nd through 4th, blackabeecoaching.org. But that is, a, that is, a, that yeah. is an art for yeah. sure. And in the workshop, we actually practice listening. Yeah. Which you think, oh, I know how to listen, but but you realize, no, we no, we yeah. don't know how to listen. Yeah, and it's it's sad sometimes. I've been in conversations, and then I can't recall what was the name of that person that what did they say? What was the name of that company? They said I should, you know, I and I, I realized I didn't put any of that away. I was just, you yeah, know, I was putting in my time. So learn to be a careful 
perceptive listener. And that is one of the greatest people skills is when you're not talking at all, but you're listening. Yeah. Um, another one is just, and on both sides of this, we know this, but, but be careful you're not bragging about yourself. Uh, nobody wants to listen to a braggart, a blowhard. Uh, and we all have ways of wanting to kind of put our best foot forward and let people know of stuff. And I mean, it doesn't mean that you never celebrate good things that you're excited about, but but there is a way of uh, talking a bit too much about yourself and and not enough about others. And at the same time, I'd say the flip side of that is, uh, especially in leadership, be careful that you're not putting yourself down. And again, I if sometimes if I were to follow, especially if I see a leader who's struggling uh, to move people, to influence them, to uh, to get people to maybe volunteer to uh, for them or whatever, uh, you'd be amazed at uh, the word choice they use. Like when you when you say something like "I'll try," "I'll try to." And I, I've seen this a lot with staff. If you, if I ask someone, "Hey, could you could you take care of this?" Well, I'll try. Don't say I'll try. Say yes. I'll do, do or I'll do, do not. that. You know. Yeah. There do, is no do, try. There is no try. Uh, or I think so. Or uh, you know how what how did how did it go? Well, it was okay. Um, I don't want someone working for me that just everything's okay or they'll try or they'll they'll, they'll hope see. so. Hope so. Uh, be confident. Uh, say use words and and you don't have to do it in a braggadocious way, but say I'll, I'll take care of it. Uh, and that may mean you have to end up getting help or, or you know circle back around, but you're, you'll make sure it gets done. Or yeah, uh, yeah I, I how'd it go? I, I think I, I thought it was great, or it seemed like it really went well, or uh, just and and i tell you what, there's just a bunch of words that I think leaders need to just discard from their vocabulary. Yeah. Uh, just mediocre, lukewarm kind of words. Don't be a lukewarm leader. Mm. And a lot of times leaders use lukewarm words that have no punch whatsoever, that incite no confidence, and choose to, to use words that uh, are exciting, that are positive, that have energy, that sound confident. Uh, a seventh thing is just try to avoid blaming others or criticizing others, especially when it comes to your own performance. It's just yeah. so easy to, uh, to, to, to find a way to say, well, I didn't get that done or sales were down or attendance has been down or we, we didn't get that job finished, but, and then we immediately point to someone else. And I'll, I'll tell you, if I'm a leader and I've got someone working under me and all they ever have are excuses uh, why something wasn't done. It it does not endear me to them, and uh, and I don't like if, even if I'm in a, just a social conversation and someone just wants to constantly put down other people. It's just such a turnoff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't feel I, I feel dirty somehow after someone has just been like uh, just talking down all kinds of people. Um, and so just be a positive person and a person that is not constantly blaming others for why they have not done more. Yeah. Uh, an eighth thing, again, just, just go the extra mile. And I, I tell you what, I just can't, um, I can't emphasize that enough that especially if you're looking to build a career you're, or you're trying to just build an organization, uh, you're trying to inspire a great uh, group of people, uh, go the extra mile. Leaders don't get the easy road. Leaders take the high road. They go harder. They they start earlier. They stay longer. Uh, do your homework. Know what you know what you're up against. Uh, come prepared, and you know even just little things like I'll tell you what. If I'm looking, if I'm trying to hire someone or I'm, I'm looking to promote someone, there are some people that just 
that just have a way of going the extra mile. Uh, and you, you can see this in so many different ways. Like, uh, like I've been in a lot, like I'm in a meeting with all these CEOs and, uh, and so all of a sudden this, the, the, the teacher for that session is going to hand out, a, you know, handouts to everybody in the room. These are, these people are all CEOs. They're all lead major companies. And it's always interesting to see the people that will jump up and say, here, let me help you hand out your, yeah. your handout. Uh, like, who who's the first person to jump up and help and to lend a hand? Uh, or there's going to be a meeting, and so you 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 got to go to a uh, a committee meeting and you show up. You you picked up some donuts on the way. Um, it's just like okay, I'm I'm coming to a meeting like everybody else, but I just thought, hey, you know, wouldn't that be kind of fun for or bring in a cold brew or something for everybody? Or I'll just I'll do something a little bit extra that no one else probably will do, but but that means that people love having me on the committee. They love having yeah. me in the room because if there's something that needs to be done, oh, it looks like we're going to need a few more chairs. We got some more people coming. And you jump up and you're quickly putting those chairs out and you're helping out. I'll tell you what, you, you start to develop this reputation as there's the person that you can always count on to be the first one to help out, to, to join in, to volunteer. Uh, and that opens doors. That, that wins favor. Uh, if you end up needing help, there's a bunch of people saying, listen, that guy's always there for me every time mm -hmm. there's a need. Uh, but, but there's a bunch of folks who just kind of sit back and they just don't take the initiative. And, and those are missed opportunities. If you're, if you're wanting to learn how to just win favor with people, be the first guy to take the initiative, to go the extra mile, to be thinking about just something extra that you might be able to contribute. And then just, uh, the last two, I would, I would just say, uh, a ninth one is, uh, mind your appearance, uh, be aware of, what people see when they're, of course, we don't, we're not looking in the mirror when we're talking to people, but yeah. so we don't always see what other people see. But, um, and again, this is, this is kind of a, this is my own kind of personal opinion, but, um, I, you, I, I think it never hurts to dress up a little bit. Like I'm often told by folks, oh, this is pretty casual. You know, you can wear jeans if you want to. And people, I mean, oftentimes I'm speaking in those meetings. And so I'll tend to say, okay, well, maybe I'll wear jeans, but I'll throw a, uh, blazer on anyway. And yeah. I may not wear a tie, but I'll dress up just a tad, you know, just a, maybe a little bit above the average, uh, because I'm going to be on the platform and people have, they know I've come in to, to speak to them. And, and I, it's just amazing. You, I, I, there's a big fad. We've talked about this before, certainly among pastors too, just wear ripped up jeans and a ratty, uh, disheveled t-shirt and, that's fine, but but if you want, that doesn't necessarily gain confidence. They may think, oh, you're as big of a slob as I am. But <laughs> but to gain confidence uh, in your leadership ability, you look sharp. And yeah. you know, can I tell you something else? Again, this is purely purely just my own opinion. But um, uh, I, I've seen some guys. I mean, like, there's nothing. Like, obviously. Wearing a beard is fine, you know? So like... Well, thank you. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> like it, it can look, it actually look really uh, impressive and sharp and so on. That's not, I have nothing against beards. But I know some guys who wear long beards and, but their beard's gone gray. And, you know, Sam, one day that's going to happen to you, but... I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> not for a while. You're still a kid. But, uh, okay, here's, here's this, the thing I've noticed. I know some guys who they wear a beard and that's fine, but it's got maybe even early gray. 
And so all of a sudden, here's a guy who's only maybe 40, but he looks like Santa Claus. I mean, he, is, he, he looks like an old man. He literally, a, 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 a gray beard can make, can add 10, 20 years on to your age just mm. by, and so, for instance, I know some pastors that will do that. They, they want to wear a beard, that's fine, but they, they look old. And, but they want to, uh, again, there's nothing wrong with looking old. I mean, I, I look old just naturally. <laughs> well, I, I didn't um, say that. But, but yeah, I know what you're thinking. No. Uh, watch your people skills, though, Sam. <laughs> uh, but you, you great, know what I'm Richie. saying? It's like, if you could add, if you could look 10 years younger uh, as a leader and you're a public speaker and you, maybe you dress um, a little bit sharper, uh, that, that, wins favor for yeah. you that, that we don't we, I, that you know that, that's something i think that we don't like about ourselves because i think we we want to think that appearances don't matter yeah i think like intellectually we say well it doesn't matter what people look like we shouldn't judge people by how they look but we do yeah you know and that's just ingrained in us and there is i mean you 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 take 10 years off of your appearance and you immediately can appear more energetic, more sharp, more uh, in touch with maybe the younger crowd that's in front of you. Um, and again, it's just a subjective thing, but I've just seen some folks who've done that. Some people can pull it off well. And I mean, it depends on what you're doing. But if you're, for instance, if you're a pastor and you don't, you're not attracting any young people, but you look like an old man yeah. in the pulpit. And Now, that doesn't mean old men can't uh, you know, be winsome to young people. But, um, but if I, if I were looking at some of the the leaders who are not thinking about, I, I just want to say, what, what's the image you're trying to project? Mm-hmm. Like, what, what is it you want to look like? What, what do you, what image do you think would be most attractive and appealing to a young audience that you're trying to attract? Uh, looking older than you are, that's probably never a good approach to trying to just uh, win more people over unless you're working in a retirement home perhaps but um so i mean that's kind of a i know i'm kind of that's just a a peeve of mine but i again i just see some folks the way they dress they dress old they dress out of style they uh have old-fashioned hairstyles or whatever else and and all of that just says they're not they're not really on top of things with themselves if they're not managing their own body uh in a contemporary up-to-date uh relevant fashion then how would i expect them to manage uh an organization Mm. and so again just now and then it just doesn't hurt to get outside person to you know get some outside look look at how i'm not saying you've got to wear all the latest fashions and always you know be constantly changing wardrobe but but just look professional. Look, uh, and and some some choices we make because we just may not care. You know, we just may not care what uh, if our hair is combed or not, or we shaved today or whatever. But um, but sometimes, just some of the times, I think that's actually costing us in our people yeah. skills, and we don't even realize it. It's a turnoff to people. Or, they may not be turned off, but they just, they don't, we're, we're missing an opportunity to, to come across professionally, yeah. competently. Uh, and the last one is just show respect for others. Uh, you know what? Sometimes people say things that you may totally disagree with. And I've had to work with this sometimes. Sometimes I hear some really off-the-wall comment, and I just feel like that needs to be corrected or <laughs> pointed out. And maybe it does, but sometimes, no, you know, just let it pass. Yeah. Like, let's, just, let's move on. Uh, no one's going to take that comment seriously anyway. Let's not belittle them. 
and a lot of times I, I find that we burn bridges with people that are unnecessary. There's people I just I totally disagree with in certain maybe in their politics or their economics or other things, social views. But you know what? It's that's fine. I I, I can still be respectful of people that I don't agree with, yeah. uh, which is a lost art certainly in our society today. Mm-hmm. But as a leader, especially if you want to develop a growing influence over more people, then don't burn bridges unnecessarily. Uh, be someone that's this winsome that can appeal to a wide variety of people. They they know that you don't agree with them on all things, but uh, but you're always kind to them. You're always respectful. Uh, learn to speak to people in a respectful way. Uh, you know, I've, knowing that remembering their name certainly helps. Uh, saying things in a respectful way. I appreciate you sharing that, your opinion. I appreciate you being honest with me about that. Um, and, you know, you don't have to get defensive about everything. Yeah. You don't have to be argumentative. Uh, and sometimes just affirming what someone else has said, and thank you, and, you know, it gives a lot to, to think about there. And, um, and then you, you kind of move on with your own. Uh, again, the people that know how to work with people learn how to just find little ways to just show respect Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and, you know, you might not respect their opinion, but you can expect them as a person yeah. uh, that has an opinion. So, uh, lots of things to say. Hey, by the way, just to our listeners, uh, feel free to just fire us off, uh, stuff as well that you find and as you're working with people, what are the things people do that, just immediately gain your favor, your goodwill. Yeah. You, when when someone does that, you immediately think, "I like this guy." You know, this guy, yeah. I like how he handles himself. I like how he relates to people. There's lots of things people can do, and uh, I think as a, a leader who wants to keep growing, then it's great to just keep keep your eyes open to people that seem to really be gifted at working with people, and see if you can't just incorporate some of that into your own repertoire in the days to come as well. Yeah, well, we'd love to hear from our listeners, uh, things that have uh, really uh, made others stand out to you. You can uh, email us, podcast at blackabee.org. And uh, once again, Richard, thank you for walking us through and, and helping us uh, uh, remind us, really, uh, that it's, it really is all about people. So until next time. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If this is something you enjoyed, it really makes a difference if you leave a review and a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. We always love hearing from our listeners. So email us at podcast at blackv.org.